Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Tuesday to everyone. Sitting here on another day, looking at stories and I guess you'd call it news, things out in the world, things that are happening, things that I'm seeing with my own eyes, things I'm hearing. And I can't help but ask myself, does anyone actually know what's happening? Like, do we seriously have any clue as to what's going on in the world outside of spiritual warfare. This we know for sure. This I know for sure. We are in the midst of the largest, biggest, grandest demonstration of spiritual warfare, good versus evil, that I think we may ever see. And I was talking with my fellow co-hosts of this amazing show a few days back. We tend to get together, I don't know, maybe like once a month or once every six weeks and just kind of all come together. And it's a nice time for us to chat about what we have going on, both in our kind of personal lives, professional lives. We talk about the show a little bit, uh, just, yeah, just a, like a little mini kind of fellowship situation. And it's always lovely. I always like to be able to connect, especially because life is so hectic and so crazy and we all have our own things going on. And this is kind of the, the connecting thread, right? So we were chatting the other day and the the beauty of this group of women is that you know we are five different women from all different walks of life we're all at different ages and different phases in our life and careers and different things going we obviously all have a shared perspective on things that happened over the last 3 years and that are still continuing to happen with covid and the hospital systems and our sort of, whether it be personal nursing experience or things that we're still sort of hearing are kind of happening in the quote unquote system. But we still are a diverse group of women, despite those kind of commonalities. And the other thing that I love is that we are all believers. So whatever label you want to give that, labels are less important to me as, you know, the, the relationship that I have with the Lord. But, um, if some call themselves Christian or followers of Yeshua or followers of Christ, whatever the case may be, um, we're all believers. And that is something that's really important to me as the five of us sort of take on this journey, because when you understand the foundations of spiritual warfare and you understand that there is an enemy 
it makes your path and your goal and the things that you're working towards and the conversations sort of that much richer. It digs a little deeper and we all can have this sort of common idea of the maybe the motives behind things that are happening or using that, I guess I'll throw the word out, discernment to navigate some of the situations that we encounter. And in that conversation, we did start talking about using our discernment. Something that I personally have struggled with a lot over the last couple of years is this idea that as a woman of faith and as somebody who understands that the gate is narrow and that I want to be a light for others and I have my own testimony and I have my own story and I have my own walk and I have my stumbles and all of those things. It is this push and pull and this very challenging situation that I find myself in of being a person who loves humanity and loves people and wants to be a light and wants to have sort of, you know, that, that something, right. Which is ultimately the love of the Lord that I have found and discovered in my relationship and how that's changed me and how that helps me in my day-to-day existence. It's wanting all of that and striving to be all of that. Yet at the same time, having to be hyper aware and sort of hypersensitive to how the enemy works and that the enemy does present itself often as a wolf in sheep's clothing, as we know. So it's also created this like uber skeptic in me, this person that literally questions everything, even if it's something that tends to fall along my point of view, right? Because again, we all want to fall in line with the story that we are most comfortable with that supports our viewpoints, or if it's a political stance or a social construct that is comfortable for us. And as a conservative, I would say that that's something that we maybe don't do enough of, I guess. I think it's really easy for us to point over at the liberal side and say, oh my gosh, everybody is just going along. Everyone's going along with all of these liberal talking points and all of this, you know, propaganda and stuff like that. But they never question whether or not any of that exists on our quote unquote side. Do we have people that present themselves to be an ally that are not? Do we have subject matter that comes up in our viewpoint of what's happening in the world that is fiction, half-truths, not telling the full story, 
equally emotionally charging clickbait? Of course, of course we do. And as a, as a group, we were all kind of talking about that and what that looks like for us sort of in our daily lives. We are all wanting to be people that are on the side of truth, that are demonstrating who we are as believers. And yet there is so much chaos and there is so much sort of this, this tornado of a constant barrage of information and ideas and perspectives and thoughts that you become maybe even a little cynical. You become a person that is automatically distrusting of your fellow man instead of trusting, maybe giving people less benefit of the doubt. And that's a really interesting place to be. You know, there's like all those memes that go around that's like, oh, I'm so love and light, but then it's also like, you know, loading my gun, right? Like it's this dichotomy of I want to shine so bright and be on the side of truth. And yet I, I don't even know ultimately in, in the world again, because we know what our truth is, right? Our truth is the word and our truth is our salvation. But of the things that are happening today and of the stories that we see and of the things that we hear, what is a factual account? So we were talking about, you know, discernment and how to engage with people that are a part of sort of, I I guess I'll call it kind of the truth or movement, right? Some people that have stepped out and, and sort of risen to a place where they are recognizable, whether that by face or by name, they have maybe a large platform, whether that be on Twitter or on Instagram or any of the other socials, or they do a large podcast, or they've been interviewed on large podcasts. You know, these, there are people that have risen to, do I call it fame? Sure. Yeah. They become famous, not fame, maybe in the same sort of Hollywood sense, but amongst kind of our, if you want to call it a community, I could say it's a community. But how, how do you truly know? How do you figure out whether or not that person, their organization, their charity, their motives, how do you decide whether or not that's somebody that you are going to listen to? heed their advice? Are we just going to blindly trust people because what they say aligns with what we want to hear? Ooh, that's a, that's a scary place, right? That's a scary place to be. And again, as conservatives, I don't think we do enough sort of questioning our own, if you will. So, we got onto the conversation of 
controlled opposition. And this is something, I mean, listen, over the last three years, if you would have said to me, well, I guess four years ago, if you would have said to me controlled opposition, I would have been like, what, what does that even mean? I don't even, I mean, really even to the extent of in the grand scheme of things, I understand the point, right? I understand the point of if you, if you're the opposition, so let's say the opposition to my position, my position is COVID was not that big of a deal, right? It sure did. Did some people die? Yes. Do we know the circumstances surrounding their death? Was it actually COVID? Was it remdesivir? Was it a combination? Was it all of these things? Sure. But you know, again, I talked about it on previous shows. The CDC was putting out the data for COVID. And according to them, it had a roughly 99% recovery rate. So if they want to paralyze us with fear, they could have easily manipulated those numbers easily. They could have been telling everyone that it was a 50% survival rate. Oh, my stars and stripes. Half of the people that get it are dying. That's a lot scarier than 99% of the people surviving, right? So do I tend to believe that data or think that that is accurate? Sure, right? So the opposition to my perspective would be um, we, we need someone to get into that team, but we're going to give them exactly what to say. We are going to feed them the information to disseminate amongst their followers or the people that have demonstrated that, oh yeah, I like what this person is saying. I'm going to kind of latch on to that and, you know, buy whatever they're selling, I guess. And then ultimately, what is their, what is their end game? And that's still something conceptually I'm not sure of. Because what I view things as, and again, this is just my perspective, my opinion, right? If we have people in our movement that are, let's say, controlled opposition, so they're really from the opposing side, they're being controlled, but they've sort of infiltrated the movement. Are they gathering information on people? Are they, are they themselves spreading misinformation and we're just taking it as gospel because it's coming from this person who appears to have the credentialing to speak on it, to have the knowledge, to say things that rile us up emotionally? Okay, sure. But I've always been, I think somebody, and especially over the last three years that I trust my intuition a lot, significantly, especially when it comes to people. But I also, I want things to match with what I'm seeing. And this is where the whole idea of like controlled opposition is confusing to me. I'll just put that out there. And we have, I'm just going to interject this right now. We have a new email address for our show. It's nursesoutloud at gmail.com. So if you have any comments to any of our shows or you have questions or you want clarification or you want to engage in a fun dialogue, please email. And this, I will say for this particular show and this particular topic, I would love people's perspective on this, because this is a concept that is very, very challenging for me to grasp. 
And I admit that thinking, okay, I've got a lot of common sense. I've got a lot of critical thinking skills. And this is still something that I really wrestle with. I can't think, I guess maybe crazy enough. Like I can't think about, it's sort of an example that I used on a previous show of like, I don't, I'm not a serial killer, right? So I can't think about the inner workings of how a serial killer goes about being a serial killer, planning and executing and their plans and where they go, all all of those things. I don't know how that works. So to get into the brain of somebody who is working to put someone in as controlled opposition or be controlled opposition themselves is like a mind-bending concept for me. It's really, really mind-bending. Because here's the thing. If you are, if you're controlled opposition, but yet you're still saying things or you're still putting things out there that people are seeing, they still somewhat align, if not a significant percentage of what they say aligns with what people are actually seeing, right? So let's say that there's a doctor, um, you know, that has been talking about since the beginning of COVID, well, these hospitals aren't, they're not full. They're not overflowing. They aren't at capacity. We aren't seeing patients dying in the hallways, right? They're, they're giving all of these things that are counter to the narrative of what we were seeing on TV and what the CDC was telling us and what Fauci was telling us. And me having been a nurse during that time, that's accurate. The hospital that I worked at wasn't overflowing. We were not at this insane capacity. We didn't have patients you know, on gurneys out in the hallways because everybody had COVID. So if you are, you know, if if that doctor is controlled opposition and what he's saying actually aligns with what people saw and what people experienced, what is the purpose of that? That's where the disconnect happens for me. And it's a super big struggle. What's the end game? Just to maybe see how many people you can amass and get kind of like on your team or put targets on people's backs or say, okay, these, these people, you know, fall into this category. I, I honestly, I don't get it. And as we were talking about using discernment as our, as our group of nurses were kind of sitting around and chatting and having this like casual conversation, like it came to me, everything, if, if everyone is controlled opposition, then no one can be controlled opposition, right? Like if every time somebody comes out and says something, and then you have another group of people that, that dig and they look into their background and they look at who they were maybe once photographed with, or one time associated with, like, then they call them out and say, oh no, I think that that person is controlled opposition. 
I don't think that person is really in it for the movement. I think that person is just trying to make money. If, if we look at everyone through that lens, it's sort of, to me, like an all or nothing. Like we have to assume everyone is controlled opposition. I would have to assume that me, myself, I am. I don't know what good that would do. I'm just a regular lady. <laughs> I just get on, I just get on the radio and I just talk for, you know, an hour with my harebrained ideas and my opinions. Like, I don't even understand. I don't understand what good that would do. And that's where I struggle. And that's also where my struggle comes in as a believer that I want to, I want to see the best in everyone. I want to have that trust in people. I want that desperately. And I think me as a human, I naturally give that. And I see that waning over time, especially over the last three years. I have become incredibly skeptical of everyone's motives, everyone's intentions. I think it's also having to have like play on a little bit of my personal experience, having been in a relationship with a narcissist for many years and like the brain scramble that that does to you, the trust issues and all of those other things that come about. But we're either questioning everything or I think we are just flippant and we are aloof and we are not questioning anything. But then where does that get us? And is there some place in the middle that we can be? Can we, I guess that's maybe where that discernment comes in. It's walking that line of saying, okay, sure. Let, maybe let's start out with the side of like, I want to trust everyone and let's weed people out. Right? Do we match what we see with our own eyes? Do we match our own personal encounters? Do we match, are they, do they have financial gain or benefit outside of, you know, obviously I look at people that go around and they do speaking events, right? Like that's costly. If you're paying your own plane ticket, if you're paying your own hotel, if you're paying your own way for your food and like all of that, that's expensive. There's not a lot of people, I don't think, unless you're, you're wealthy from something that you've done in the past, they could probably do that for themselves. I couldn't do that for myself. So if I'm asked to go speak somewhere and somebody pays that, is that really a financial benefit for me? Or is that just covering sort of the costs of my endeavor and maybe my time? Sure. Am I doing something bigger, grandiose, where I'm getting a lot of financial benefit from doing something? I might, I might question someone's motives or someone's in intentions behind that. I don't have a perfect track record of life decisions that I've made. I've got some skeletons. You know, would somebody want to dig something up? Sure. Same with those people, right? What are their past associations? Where have they been involved? we offer grace? Is someone capable of doing an about face, taking a different position, having a change of heart? Or are we just going to sort of pigeonhole them and say, 
nope, they did this one thing this one time, or they had a few of these instances or situations or associations that, you know, are kind of red flaggy for me. I'm going to watch how they move moving forward. I'm going to watch how they navigate things. It's a very, very tricky game. Discernment is a tricky game. Praying for it. Praying for, praying for God to continue on sort of my eyes in all of those things and on my heart too. Because loving people is so important, but there's that fine line. I don't want to just abandon other things that are maybe shown what I see, what I hear, what I sense. It's a very tricky game. And I'm not going to put words in my fellow nurses' mouths, but I think that we all kind of came to that, that general consensus. Like, ooh, this is really, it's really becoming a struggle. The further along that we get in this sort of I'm going to call it a game because I think it's, I mean, it's not a game, but it, but it is right. It's this trickery and this manipulation that continually happens over and over and over. I think it's a game to some and it's really challenging. So when we come back, I'm going to keep talking about this. We're going to move on to the conversation about psyops and uh, yeah, just raise some more questions and thoughts about all of that as it kind of pertains to more stuff that's happening in the world. But come back, join me for the second half of the show. I am Nurse Beth. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's time and this is The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said lives of great men all remind us 
we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. Second half of the show getting underway. If you were with me for the first half, thanks for coming back. If you're just joining for the second half of the show, I was talking in the the top half of the show just sort of about the challenges these days of navigating whom to trust, how to how to watch people move, praying for discernment, and what that sort of looks like in this big grand scheme of things that we have happening in the world. And if you do sort of fall on the category, I won't say side, I hate using the word side, but it really is these days. And I think that we see that in so many different examples of what's happening. It definitely feels sided, either pro or con or right, left, or whatever you want to call it. But I think, I think more so it's categorically, right? So I think it is hard at this juncture for people in maybe this truther category or this maybe narrative questioning community. I think it's becoming harder and harder for us to trust people. And I think it is becoming harder and harder for us to pick out the people and the stories and the topics of conversation that are relevant, factual, and that are truly on sort of the good side of the fight. And when I say good side of the fight, again, I talked about it at the very top of the show. This is spiritual warfare. This is good versus evil. So when I say the good side of the fight, it doesn't mean Republican. It doesn't mean conservative. It means you've, you've got to understand that we are in a, in a battle. And it is a battle. If basic fundamentals, again, if you're not a believer, if you are, that, that's, that is actually really hard because I think if you're not a believer, you don't have any sense of connectedness to something greater. It becomes really challenging to understand what is good and what is evil, but we all know right and wrong. We can even put it as simply as that. We know right and we know wrong. Those are basic fundamental core values that I think everybody to a certain extent understands whether we live by them, whether we adhere to them, whether we abandon them at times. Sure. I get that, but we all understand. So it's a battle. It's an ongoing challenge that a lot of us face. And then we are plagued with information coming in from everywhere, everywhere. And so many times on the show, I've talked about how it seems like we all just abandon our common sense and our critical thinking skills. And I did talk about how I, I feel like I've got those. I feel like I'm a pretty like 
even though I question everything, I still am like, ooh, but does that make sense? And does it make sense to the tune of, have I personally experienced? Have I per- personally witnessed it? How many degrees of separation am I out from that particular experience, right? Did I hear it firsthand from a friend? Did I did it trickle down? Was it on social media? Where does that come from that I can then make my own personal decision surrounding it? independent maybe of what other people think, or even people that are quote unquote on my same team, like, you know, having that kind of like independent thought, I feel like I'm really good at that. But again, I lose my, I guess, ability, or I I can't conceptualize this idea of controlled opposition. What is their end game? I don't think like a sociopath. So that's super hard for me to understand because I think the people that are involved in everything that's going on now are sociopaths. So that's a hard concept for me to understand. And then in along those same lines, we get into this idea of classifying like a distraction right? Everybody nowadays is like, oh, that's just a distraction. That's actually my favorite thing now that's happening on social media is that you have all these people in this like truth or movement who are calling things out. Like let's, let's just look right now at the booger sugar, the cocaine found at the white house. I do tend to believe that it if if it is a headline making story if it's on all of the top news channels if we're getting CNN coverage if we're getting Fox News coverage right if you want to look at those as the opposite ends of the spectrum which they're not but you know we we have to play into that game if it's making the news in that way and in such a big story capacity distraction like oh okay like maybe I'm gonna give a little bit of credence to that only because it puts everyone's focus there everyone's talking about it if you have a story being covered on what would be considered the left side of the media and the right side of the media You're probably getting two different stories, right? So let's, I'm just going to make something up, right? This this is not what I've seen because I, again, I don't really watch the news. Sure, do I see snippets coming through on my Instagram and things like that, of course. But let's say that on the left, they are saying, oh, well, the, the cocaine, the substance was found at this location on the White House lawn. There is construction going on around that area. So, you know, we think it's probably more than likely one of the construction employees is cocaine. Okay, great. That might be the left side because, you know, God forbid they wouldn't want it to be related to the Bidens, right? But then you swing the pendulum over to the right side of the story and Fox News is probably going to be emphatic, emphatic that it's Hunter Biden's. We know he's had a previous drug problem or that's what we've been told, right? And this, that, and the other thing, he was at the White House, 4th of July, yada, yada, yada. It's his, it's his cocaine, right? That's what they're, that's what they would probably want all of us to believe. Now, what does, what do they gain? What do both sides gain from having our attention so fixed on that, talking about it? 
making jokes with friends about it. The meme makers are going absolutely bananas right now with the cocaine memes. Like they are just, I mean, they're next level. They're working overtime. What does that, what does that gain for us to all have our attention so incredibly fixed on this one thing? Some cocaine. And like, here's the other wild part. Like, I'll just take a little, I'll just take a little squirrel moment and go down this little path. Me personally, I've never done cocaine. Do I know people that have done cocaine? Sure. Have I been in places with people that have done cocaine? Yes, I have. Like, we are now acting as a society. Like, it, like I'm not advocating for drug use, nor am I not saying that this is not a serious thing. I think we've all been in some way associated like at cocaine, whether it was at a party that you were at or whether you know somebody that's done it or whether you've done it yourself. But yet all of a sudden, this cocaine story is like, we're, we're like taken aback. I can't believe it. Like cocaine at the White House, right? Like we've elevated it to this like degree that we can't even be like, oh, well, like, I, I don't know. I was at a party in college and like everybody was doing cocaine, like sort of like a no big deal kind of thing. But now all of a sudden it is just this. I, I can't believe it. We've got to get to the bottom of this. We have to figure out whose cocaine that was. Like, it's wild to me. They do such a great job. They do such a great job. And maybe that's, maybe that's the goal. But when everyone then on the internet, and I don't know, the other thing too is like, who are the people on the internet? Like I'm on the internet, but who am I? Like, where would I get my information from to like pass it along? But the information on the internet, and then they're like, well, this is a distraction. The cocaine at the White House story is a distraction. Okay. It's certainly got our attention. We're certainly looking in that direction. We're talking about it. We're laughing at memes. We're sharing jokes, whatever. I get it. But none of these people that are on Twitter or the internet or, you know, anything else, I, I can't really find anyone or a source that tells me then, and maybe again, that's part of it. Who knows? But what am I being distracted from? What else is happening and where else do I need to look in order to find, you know, the little nugget that's transpiring over here versus this giant boulder that's happening over here, right? It's like, look here, not there. Okay. I totally get it. I guess if I were savvy enough and, and maybe if I had the time, the effort, the energy, the desire really to go out and dig, look at court cases that were happening, look at crime stories that were happening, look at legislation, look at things that were going on that maybe were not making headlines that maybe people weren't talking about. Maybe if I had that desire, I could be like, oh, hey, you guys, uh, while everyone's talking about, you know, the Coke at the White House, 
Like, did you know that A, B, and C was happening over here? I could maybe do that. And I will tell you, there have been some times that those things have lined up. I will say that. I'm drawing a blank on some examples that I could give right at this moment, which is unfortunate because I do know that there are some. (laughs) I just can't quite think of any right now. That it makes sense, right? That it makes sense that this big story is happening and there will be people that will report on like, oh, by the way, when this was going on, did you know that they passed like this bill or that this has moved through one step closer or, you know, something else. So I get that as far as the distraction component goes. But so many times, more times than not, people on the internet, well, this is a distraction. This is a distraction. But they either don't or they're not willing or they can't come up with what it's distracting us from. Is the ultimate goal to just distract us constantly and to keep us thinking outside instead of looking inward? To keep us scrolling on the internet instead of flipping the pages in our Bible? Is it to keep us just emotionally charged and to... I don't know, distract us from doing things to either better ourselves or to learn something new or develop a new skill. Maybe it's not a one-to-one. Maybe the look here, not there is not always just, you know, a, a, a right versus left or a forward versus backwards. Maybe it's bigger than that just keeping us sort of in this state of questioning and confusion. And, oh my God, if something is going on, is something else going on? Why are we all talking about the cocaine? There's got to be something else. This can't really be the biggest story. Have we just become so like hungry for like anything, this insatiable appetite for the latest, you know, hot topic, I guess? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the distraction is just a distraction from looking inward, taking your eyes off God, taking your eyes off your family, taking your eyes off of moving forward in this journey of sort of sovereignty I guess, showing us like maybe holding the mirror up to ourselves of like, gosh, look how easy, like you jumped into it. And I am so guilty of that. I listen, I love a good meme. I love a good story. I love a good, like, Ooh, these people are theorizing about this. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm guilty of all of this. As I sit here and talk about it, do I scroll on Instagram way more than I should? Uh, yeah. Should I take all of that time and have my nose buried deep into the word? Yes. A thousand percent yes. Should I turn my phone off and go do an arts or and crafts or go like outside? Of course. So 
I am not, this is not a finger pointing situation. My old pastor used to say, every time you point a finger, you have three fingers pointing back at yourself. And I freaking love that. That's amazing. Cause it is, I do the same thing, but I guess the beauty of being in the position that I'm at is I get to come on the radio and talk about it for an hour. And, you know, I guess in some, some instances rant about how my brain recognizes like, oh my gosh, I get wrapped up in all of this. Does everybody else, like, are we aware of that? Are we able to discern who's good, bad on our team? And are we able to discern, like, ultimately, is is this a distraction? Is this something worth paying attention to? Why am I even paying attention to this? I've given this so much energy. What's the point? And I think that it all comes into another sort of topic for this show, which are psyops, right? Psychological operations, which I wholeheartedly believe that we have been in for at minimum the last three years, if not, I mean, I know way longer. I know way longer than that, but it's so clear over the last three years. And it used to be illegal for our government to conduct psychological operations on its own people. And psychological operations can be like a lot of different things, right? Like um, I've heard of ones where you just play like a loud, like ringing sound, like out loud on speakers in, in towns or something, and it'll like drive the people crazy, right? Or I don't know, barrage them. I mean, propaganda is a psychological operation, right? Brainwashing, manipulation, gaslighting, anything really to, I think, confuse people and create a state of sort of constant, but maybe at different levels with maybe some peaks and some valleys, but always sort of an elevated sense of fear and panic. Keeps us out of like homeostasis, right? Keeps our bodies in a perpetual state of dysregulation, which is incredibly powerful. Keeping people in that state does wonders for the sociopaths that want us in that state, right? Like if we're talking about the sociopaths at Big Pharma, they want us sick, And, you know, having dysregulation, having poor diet, binge eating, not getting out in the sun, um, being in constant fear raises your cortisol levels, raises your insulin, like your blood sugar, like everything becomes out of whack. And then what do you do? You rush off to the doctor and then they give you pills. And, you know, that's a great little cycle for them. And then just your actual mental health and well-being, like what does it do to just consume all of this information? nonstop and sort of take it in versus, again, trusting our sort of own common sense and intuition and applying, is what I'm seeing matching what I'm hearing? Is my own personal experience lining up with the things that I am being told? And if you're constantly bombarding people with these 
conflicting sort of ideas and, and, and making people question, I mean, that's gaslighting, right? Like it causes so much internal confusion and it causes us as humans to literally walk around. And I think that it brings everything like full circle back to that discernment piece to where you, you are either, uh, you know, I think you're kind of always on like high alert and that's a really unfortunate place to be not even necessarily living in fear. I'm not really a person that quote unquote lives in fear. I'm not afraid of a lot of things. And I, you know, I, I, I fear God. That's, that's a, that's clearly a biggie for me, but otherwise, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of living alone. I'm not afraid of, you know, things happening to me, but I have, like I said at the beginning of the show, become a person where I'm I'm incredibly skeptical. And I think that there's probably a layer of that in and of itself that maybe mimics living in a fear state, like always kind of having your guard up a little bit or being a little bit distrusting versus overly trusting of people in places and situations. And it works wonders. But just like discernment and just like distractions, we have to use, I guess, also discernment and inside of things or distraction when it comes to like, what, what, what is a psyop? There's a lot of the same people on the internet that are calling out and, and kind of linking things together. Like, oh, that's a distraction. It's also a psyop. This is also trying to get you to believe this part of the story as factual. But what but what is that but what is that doing though? Are we shining a light on something that's actually happening? Are we creating something that's completely false and we have then orchestrated this elaborate plan and this elaborate scheme around this one topic, this one narrative? And now we're just mass disseminating it to people and getting them to sort of like glob onto it and then tell other people, right? I don't know. I guess my only thing that I can decipher for myself is that if, if you aren't questioning everything, what does that look like for you? Is the opposite of that believing everything? But I don't know that you could do that because again, there's two different narratives, right? So let's again, break it down into two sides. If you're, if you're maybe liberal or left-leaning, do you believe everything that's being told from your narrative? I'll say the same for conservatives. Do you believe everything that's part of your narrative? And if you are liberal or conservative and you don't believe everything in your narrative, are you questioning everything in your narrative? And is it two sides of a coin? Is there somewhere in the middle? Is there somewhere in the middle where, yes, this is actually something that transpired. This is the story. These are the facts. This is what happened. 
yes, this particular thing was a psyop. This was a psychological operation to get us to a, a certain place in our society to get individuals behaving in a certain way. I think that there were components of COVID that were a massive psychological operation. <laughs> massive. We saw some very interesting behaviors out of large groups of people during that time. So how do we as individuals and as societies, as communities, navigate like all three of those topics? Using discernment to sort of figure out what is a distraction? Do I want to invest in that? Do I want to look the other way? Do I want to ignore both? And then how do I not be affected by things that are potential psyops? And how do I, how do I again know what is a psyop and what and what's not? If everything is a psyop, nothing can be a psyop. If everyone is controlled opposition, no one can be controlled opposition. It's this, it's like the challenge has gotten so much bigger and so much greater. And it's a lot of work. And I guess I now kind of understand like the term, like ignorance must be bliss. I wonder if there are some people just sort of walking through life, kind of not, not paying attention to anything. And if you do that, are you literally just either living so completely autonomous with your own individual sovereignty, or does that lend you maybe to be somebody that like kind of just like goes along to get along, right? Like, did you just participate it? You didn't really care one way or the other, but you just did it because it was like easier. I don't know. Sometimes I wish I could shut my brain off. Sometimes I wish I could not think about all of these things to such minutiae and to the detail in which I, I question things. But I do know this. I know that as a believer, I've been, whatever word you want to call it, um, taught, trained, shown, spoken to, been allowed, been gifted, been blessed with eyes to see and ears to hear and to be keenly aware of how the enemy works. And I don't know it all. I get tripped up all the time. Again, three fingers pointing back at me. But it's almost easier to walk through life and know that there's an enemy and try to thwart that enemy than to be ignorant or unaware of the enemy and how the enemy tries to work. That I know is a blessing for me. Does it suck? Sure. Sometimes it sucks to think about, oh gosh, everything is, is you know, a fight, a battle. But I feel chosen. I feel chosen to be in this time and in this place to understand to the best of my ability 
sort of kind of what is taking place, how the deception occurs, and ultimately what is what is the prize in which I hope to get by having the eyes to see and the ears to hear. So friends, that is all the time that we have for today. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Beth, and you can find me here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily where no topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time.